Welcome in to Arrowhead Pride Radio. Emma Holmes is on fire! Here's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens. Wednesday night, Arrowhead Pride Radio here on 610 Sports Radio. One more week. That means the Chiefs keep winning. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. That's right. It'd be after hours. No Pete Sweeney. Terrible. The after hours, the Cody and Gold, probably. <laughs> you think so? I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. They get it all. They will be covering the Super Bowl this year for your enjoyment here on 610 Sports Radio, your home for exclusive Chiefs content. We got the man of uh, the season. Man, yeah. here we are again. Back-to-back um, championship mm-hmm. runs. This time it's in Vegas. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson with you all tonight until... Seven o'clock. We'll have Ron Cobb Jr., lead film analyst, come on at six fifteen, like he always does. Yo, Pete. At the end of the show, nine one three five eight six seven six ten. As we dive into the AP mailbag, Pete, right off the cusp, out of nowhere. Um, biggest surprise of this season. Biggest surprise of this season. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of the how the Chiefs got there as opposed to them being there. I think they found a way. But I think if if you were to describe that they would get to this point on a defense first basis, I think it would have surprised a lot of people last year just because Patrick Mahomes has always been the spearhead of everything the Chiefs have done and accomplished as far as playoff games and championship-wise. I guess that's on the field. Mm. Off the field, of course, is the... Taylor Swift-sized elephant in the room. I don't think any of us had right. this in the cards right. of Taylor Swift being the most famous Chiefs fan uh, that exists right now. So, What was, in your opinion, the turning point? Of the season? Yeah. Because they're the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, I think came late. I think it was the the Raiders' loss. That's, I, what I, that's yeah. where I'm at. I think that was when they really had to turn inward and said, you know, are we going to be this one-and-done team? who loses in the first round of the playoffs, or mm. are we going to turn it around now and find a way to make a run and find a way for the offense to be be good enough and land in our defense and not maybe be as aggressive as we have been in the past. We're trying to move the ball, take what's in front of us, and sometimes having to punt the ball and do that to, to win games. And I think they found a method that worked for them, and it's led them to... I think what's crazy about this run is it feels like maybe the the worst of the teams that the Chiefs have had in the postseason, but the toughest road, and it hasn't really mattered. Uh, you know, they they have just found a way when it, when uh, the game and the season was on the line, and they continue to do so in a, a variety of different ways. Do you think if they do with because they're four quarters away from winning a Super Bowl um, as the season obviously shrinks throughout the time. Do you think that they are – do you think that if they do win this game, there will be a moment where it comes out that there was like an all-team meeting of – because I just – I we talked about it on the show. I thought Christmas Day was rock bottom. I yeah. thought there was one of two ways you could go from that point on, which I'm glad that you said that that was your, your prediction of or where you think the season turned around. Because I said on Monday night, they broke into a million pieces. And you can either stay broken and, and, and you know, cry over what's not right or try to fix what's never going to be fixed, and or you can build yourself back together and come back even stronger. 
And since that game, correct me if I'm wrong, they haven't lost. Yeah. Right? They win in New England. They win against Cincinnati. And in the New England game was the last time we would ever see Kadarius Tony. right? He has the tip pass for interception. Yeah. And that was the last time we saw him. Um, And then they simplified the offense. The very next week, they go and get their T-shirts against Cincinnati. And then they win the no contest game, I guess, against the Chargers. And then what is this playoff run, which I think is quite impressive, which is where we can kind of take off before we get into a fake but somewhat real uh, injury report of what's coming this week because practice will start tomorrow and then they'll start to ramp things up for the Super Bowl. We have an estimated one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm interested to think if how much you put on the fact that these guys are just that damn good, right? Mahomes, Kelsey, and Reed, and Rasheed Rice. I think at times, Andy Reed can, you know, maybe be a little bit mesmerized, right? Because you don't ever really see rookies take off like this. Right. And I'm wondering if it just took like an all-team thing or if this is one of those things where like it's an Andy and Pat conversation of, well, what do you like about the offense? What do I like about the offense? What can we make that we both like? And it turned out that the the whole part of it was run the ball, trust your defense, just get points, and you'll win the game. And ever since they got into this gauntlet, which was the AFC playoffs, right, you had Miami at home. You can't predict the weather. That's just conditions of playoff football. If you don't like it, win more games, and you can have that game at your house. Um, the other thing is you look at, what was the next week after Miami, which was Buffalo on the road, Kim Mahomes went on the road. The offense is not perfect, but it's better. And then you see this game against Baltimore this past weekend. And mm-hmm. this game could have been very easily two different ball games. I guess three. The one that it was, 17 to 7. Um, it could have very easily, in my opinion, been 35 to 3. Or it could have been the Baltimore Ravens winning this game. All of those outcomes were there, but it was because Baltimore didn't play perfect. And against the Chiefs in the playoffs, you have to be perfect, which is just crazy to think from where this whole season was, where they were very imperfect. Yeah. I I, I think it's been a, a playoffs where if we were in the middle of the season and we just saw how the Chiefs offense was performing, and then you had to say, all right, you're going to host Miami, but then you're going to play Buffalo on the road. Then you're going to play Baltimore on the road. Did we really think that they were going to be able to go on this run. I think there were good reasons to have doubts uh, about that. But now I, I think kudos to the team for taking every game one at a time. I mean, I know it's made fun of as a cliche, but they really focus in on the one team and are like, okay, well, if we can get by this team, we'll just go on to the next week. And you'd mentioned, like, is it too big for Rasheed Rice? It's been an emphatic no. Just being around him, I mean, he doesn't act like a rookie at all. It almost is like uh, the game is just kind of a – job for him and you could tell that there's nothing that really rattles him just a really really good uh football makeup where um like i said it just doesn't seem like anything kind of gets it to him it doesn't matter that they're playing for as much as they're playing for and that's been a key part i mean he's been a a key part of this three-headed monster that has been travis kelsey uh, and isaiah pacheco and now you're sprinkling in some Marquez Valdez-Scantling is coming up in a big spot. We gave him a lot of heat this year. For How about it? How about our guy? Just uh, Team and, MVS over here. And, yeah, and kudos to him. Whole season. Uh, you know, to be criticized, and, you know, there's a case to be made, rightfully so, but to not let that get to you and find a way to make these big catches in the biggest of games, uh, this is a Super Bowl or bust city. So 
sure, you can have a bad season. Um, but if you come up big in these games, it, it really isn't going to matter uh, how you did in the regular season. People will remember you as someone who came up Im- immensely big in the playoffs. And now this is two AFC title games in a row where you really needed Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and he played really well, you know, and good for him. Tough year, uh, but a really great finish. Open up your eardrums. It's a new week in the NFL, which means it's time to take a look at the new injury report for the Chiefs. Kiss hard, please. Mm. All right. uh, No injury report to really give out officially, but we can do an estimated one because there were some injuries in that game. There's still some that are lingering from weeks before. The floor is yours, Pete Sweeney. Yeah, the Chiefs didn't practice today. They'll get on with three practices starting tomorrow. We'll be out there tomorrow. So check check arrowheadpride.com for... All the updates that we have, but this was an estimated injury report. The four players not practicing uh, would have been Chris Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, Charles Amenehu, and Joe Tooney. Amenehu, certainly not expected to play in this game. Uh, doesn't look like Tooney will. Uh, nothing to be worried about for me with Jones and Pacheco. They'll be all right to go. Limited would have been Sky Moore, Willie Gay Jr., and Legereus Sneed. I think Willie Gay was close based upon seeing him and his dancing after the game. I think he was close this last game. I, I got to think in two weeks he should be good to go. Uh, we'll see if the Chiefs activate more. I think Snead will be fine. And then just bun- a bunch of full practices. Notable here, uh, Kadarius Tony would have practiced fully, but he's no longer listed with an injury. It says personal. Mm. So I, you know, I wonder what that means. Uh, we will see how this injury report develops uh, as we go. This is a very unique week because we get – uh, an injury report this week, almost as if the game was being played uh, this weekend, and then we'll get another injury report next week and see how it changes. Biggest concern on that injury report, Omenihu? Well, Omenihu is a is would be your biggest concern, but we know he's done. Right, and that's what I mean. Yeah, he's like... just going to be moved to injured reserve. I think if the players who could possibly play in this game that are listed here with limited or, or DNP, it's got to be Chris Jones and Sneed. Uh, I don't think there's anything to worry about there, but it is notable that Jones was just a straight-up DNP today. Sneed, limited, has to be expected. He's been nursing this calf thing uh, as we go here. Chris Jones probably has a shin bruise from being tripped in the end zone and not getting a safety call, but the Chiefs get all the calls. I don't know. I just work here. Whoa. I just work Whoa, here. Oh, really? I they have video. I mean, it's actually happened. Yeah. Coming up on the other side, Ron Cobb Jr., the lead film analyst of Arrowhead Pride, will join us. He'll be here for a good time to answer some questions from Pete and myself as he watched this Ravens game very closely, probably more than once. He's probably super jacked. No more basketball, so we get full attention, Ron Cobb Jr. And don't forget, at the end of the show at 645, yo, Pete, you can ask Pete anything. 913-586-7610. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Must be nice. Arrowhead Pride Radio. This is Blur, right? Woo-hoo! <laughs> A little early on the woohoo. You know me. I don't know what that means, but... Uh, <laughs> PG, you're always, trying a, to, you're always trying to teeter along PG-13, but... This is, this is Arrowhead Pride Radio. We trying? Gotta... I think I've done a really damn good job of just absolutely doing it. It's for everybody. Hey, man. See if anybody emails your boss. Anyways, uh, it is Wednesday night. Ron Cobb Jr., lead film analyst of Arrowhead Pride, joins us. By the way, Blur, same lead singer as 
the Gorillas. You're welcome with your music knowledge tonight. Today I learned named Pete Sweeney. Uh, Ron, how are you this evening on a Wednesday night? Continued into the Super Bowl week because they just keep winning. They just keep winning. They they absolutely do. It's another Super Bowl, and I'm here to say, people, anyone who's who's listened to this program or any podcast that I've been on this year, I've I've been on the pessimistic side, so I definitely didn't think they'd be here. So I, I'm so happy to be wrong. I'm very happy to be wrong. Yeah, you hate to see it. Why are they here? <laughs> Why are they here? Yeah. Because I will tell you right now, it's because they simplified the game plan, they simplified the offense, and they said, look, we're going to rely on the best players in this offense, and, and we've talked about it. That's, that's obviously Mahomes and Kelsey, but that's Pacheco, and that's Rice. And that's also this offensive line when they're, when they're run block and they're asked to, to da- get downhill and just fire off and, and control the game. Because I think that's one thing, an underrated thing about this playoff run is, you know, this offensive line, I think, you know, throughout the year got, you know, a lot of criticism and, and maybe didn't live up to the expectation that we all have for them. But, man, they have absolutely owned the line of scrimmage for most of uh, the time this, this uh, postseason. You know, obviously they didn't get the run game as efficient as they probably would have liked in Baltimore. But, they absolutely still, you know, held held their own in pass protection enough, and and again, they did create enough run plays, and and um, you know, obviously, you know, just just did enough in Baltimore. So give credit to the offensive line too. I think they've really stepped up and have really been the kind of the uh, the underlying foundation for this run. Yeah, if you're a Chiefs fan, you got to feel really good about where the team is at right now. And I know I want to talk about the defense in Baltimore because it just was outstanding. But Ron to just lean into a little bit of that good old cop pessimism. What did, <sighs> what did you see between the first half and the second half? Because I think if there's any concern about the offense right now, it's that they were blanked in the second half. What changed? Right, and and you do have to give credit to the Ravens' defense because that's one thing when, when you look back and you watch, you know, a guy like Kyle Hamilton, the safety, the second-year All-Pro, man, he is a very, very good player, and, and he was all over the place taking away a lot of things. And it's why it made some of those catches Kelsey made and some of the plays um, they made together, Mahomes and Kelsey, even even more special because him, uh, linebacker Roquan Smith, I mean, they really were, you know, flying around and, and taking away stuff in the second half, making it a lot harder for the run game to get going, um, making it a lot harder for Mahomes to find things. But what I will say is they did take that 10-point lead into halftime. Mm-hmm. And I really do think there's a level of conservativeness, yeah. you know, that, that they kind of that they kind of turn to. And, and I think Mahomes – just went with his fourth game without a turnover where they played for a PFF or an interception, right? I think he really did buy into that and really, you know, really played into, you know, I'm not going to force anything. I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to hold on to the ball if it's not there, or I'm going to, you know, check it down. And they made enough plays right in the second half. And, you know, the, the third down at one point to Kelsey kept, you know, kept one drive sustained for a little bit. And then obviously at the end. Um, so I, I think, I think I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, you know, I think the Ravens defense is very good. And, and I honestly, I really, to look ahead, I don't think the 49ers defense is as good as the Ravens defense. So what I heard, I, that's one thing I'd say. What I heard there, Dusty, is, uh-huh. is Ron saying that Patrick leaned into being a game manager. Uh-huh. And recently, Alex Smith uh-huh. called himself the, the unofficial, unofficial president of the game managers club. So we learned from the best. Sometimes you got to just, you got to manage that game. That's fair. I mean, if that gets you to the Super Bowl to manage every damn game you want the rest of your career, I'll be fine with that. <laughs> um, I do – I know Pete will probably ask one after this, but I do want to come back and ask you a question about San Francisco. I know you probably haven't, like, completely dove into that yet, and we got another week uh, at least with this show, but I do want to ask you about Travis Kelsey. Um, Pete was talking on, on After Hours on Monday night about how vital that week off was in Week 18 against the Chargers, but it also just kind of seems like – he 
there's like that it's still there like almost and again I would never accuse anybody of milking it throughout but it seems like Travis Kelsey the pro that he is the age that he is has kind of like just you know prepared himself or prepped himself perfectly and then the playoffs start and I get it the clock goes faster for others and the game gets a little more tense but man this is this is the best we've seen Travis Kelsey all year at the perfect time uh, absolutely. I mean, almost you could almost say that was one of the most impressive games of his entire career. Um, yeah. When you look at the impact he was making, the, mm-hmm. the catch, the, the mm-hmm. touchdown catch he had again against Hamilton, those long arms Sick. to seal him away to kind of have the late hands where he didn't. You know, he, he talked about that on his podcast. You know, you really have to mm-hmm. you wait till the very last possible second to get those hands out because that's when the defender is going to go try to attack it. But I will tell you this mm. in, in terms of in terms of Kelsey. That, that third down play where Mahomes scrambles for about 10 seconds, right, and, and eventually throws it to him over the middle, the way he's able to torque his body and, and, and twist and make that catch, that is not a player Hello, that Taylor. is going to be – it needs to retire soon, right? Like, that is not a retire – a guy that's going to retire soon kind of play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a – that's a fresh body that like – like he said after the game, uh, I, I can't remember who tweeted that out, but, you know, he said, oh, I got 11 more years in me. I feel like that. You know, there was a, a video catch of him saying that, so – I don't know, man. It, it's, it was a special performance, and I do think the rest definitely helped. But I also do think, you know, I just the, Mahomes and Kelsey, just the connection, those two, just turning it on at the right time. Um, I, I think it really was a special performance. It was an all-time legendary Hall of Fame kind of game for both of them. I'm with you in the way that he's kind of changed his attitude on the retirement question, going back to this idea that he doesn't want to get off the train anytime soon. It's starting to lead me to believe that. Now, I've said this, but I think he's high in. Tony G's career record. I mean, I know it seems like that it would be impossible for him to get, but you keep putting together these thousand yard seasons are getting close. It won't take it as long as you think. Ron, I want to ask you about the defense. Great game out of them. I know you love the play by Legarius Sneed and you feel good about the way Chris Jones looked. A, a big loss though for Kansas City with Charles Menehu going down. How do they possibly replace Menehu, especially with how good he's looked toward the end of the season? Yeah, he's been their second best defensive lineman down the stretch, uh, you know, behind Chris Jones. I mean, you could say Carl Loftus, but I really think Omenehu has been that impactful. And and really the thing is, he's just become such a good edge rusher. Um, that's something that I didn't really expect we'd get from him this year. And so that is a tough loss. And I do think you're going to have to see more from Mike Dana and Carl Loftus. I think Dana's had a quiet second half of the year. Um, and, and again, he's a hustle player. Um, but I, I think you do need to get a little more out of him. But also Felix Enrique is going to get his shot on pass downs, right? I think you'll see Malik Herring get a lot of the maybe the D end on on early down snaps when it's more you know run play uh, possibility, especially against this Niners offense where you know a run play could really uh, you know they have a really good run scheme. But when we're talking third down, we're talking a pass down. You will see Felix, I think, get some opportunity off the edge. And hey, early in the season, you know, he had a forced fumble at one point. He had a, a few quarterback hits. You know, I think it would be good to to get him uh, you know loose and. See what he can do, because because I think uh, you know it's it's been a long season for him, and and maybe he's maybe he's uh, you know further along than we think because we haven't really seen him in a while. Ooh. All right, I do want to ask you a little question about San Francisco before we get into next week's um, diabolical scheme. But it kind of seems like from a rough draft approach, you think Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey, um, McCaffrey is who he is. But you'd have to think that this is one of those games where like. 
it seems like it's Miami all over again, right? Like it's a high powered offense with a lot of good talent. You got to think Legereus Need gets the Debo Samuel role and Trent McDuffie gets the Brandon Ayuk role. And then we'll figure out Justin Reed or somebody else, maybe on George Kittle, but it's kind of like a rough draft to where we could kind of see matchups from the defense to that offense. Yeah, no, I think the Dolphins, you know, they can they can just watch back to the Dolphins games, right, and kind of see, you know, how they defended those. Obviously, there are different offenses. The, the Dolphins are more predicated on speed. The Niners can be more physical, you know, right at you kind of, um, and, and kind of stay in that same personnel where, you know, Kyle Yushek can be a receiver and a fullback, right? Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey can be a receiver and a running back. George Kittle can line out wide and be a fullback, you mm-hmm. know, tight end, all that. So, you know, and Debo can be the run. You know, they have so many different things they can do. But that's the thing is the Chiefs ha- are strong at the linebacker position. They're strong at their, you know, second level of the defense with the corners and safeties. And that is why they've, they defended the Dolphins offense so well, because they are able to, you know, uh, you know, defend the run and the pass kind of simultaneously because they're talented at those positions I just mentioned. They just got to lean on that again. Uh, they really do. The Not having a many who is going to hurt them, though, I do think the defensive line is definitely going to, you know, uh, need a little more help from the backers to kind of come up and make plays. And so the run game might be a little, you know, a little uh, tougher. And that's, and that's where they, that's where they did get the Dolphins offense, right. Is, is getting in those third and long. So if they can't get to those third and longs as much against the Niners, it will be tougher. But I, I do, I am confident in the back end, the back seven kind of, you know, playing physical, like we've seen them do all year. All right, Ron, it's the uh, the week before the Super Bowl, quiet before the storm. What do you got going on over at Arrowhead pride? And uh, what kind of work are you going to be doing this week? As we gear up for the San Francisco matchup, where again, the chiefs are underdogs. Yes, they are. I know, right? They've, they've been underdogs. I, I saw Nick Wright actually tweeted about five out of the last six playoff games, or four out of the last six playoff games they played the Chiefs. Love to see it. It is kind of it is kind of crazy, but uh, yeah, we, we we do have a Mahomes Kelsey review up. Uh, we'll also be looking at the Chiefs' defense a little further. Uh, you know, with their playoff run, kind of what is exactly has been the the key to success um, in these three games. So you'll see that uh, sometime at, by the end of this week. Besides that, man, we'll have Super Bowl content next week. I'm fired up, dude. Another great uh, matchup. I mean, that's the thing. This is a star-studded matchup. The Niners have so much talent, name talent. We just kind of talked about it. So, I mean, it's going to be a great matchup. I'm fired up for it. We'll, be, we'll have it all. All right, Ron. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Uh, the you know closer and closer to the Super Bowl, you take care and uh, continue to keep doing the great work over there at Pride Radio. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. You got it. Take care, Ron. It's Ron Cop, the lead film analyst over at One Arrowhead Pride. He's, he's excited. You could t- you could hear the. Excitement. How can you not be a Super Bowl man? Yeah. Again. Yeah. Fourth time. I could just six hear, years. Could hear him in the lab right now. I mean, he's he's trying to churn out that that Super Bowl content for you. Yep. He'll be here next week in in my in my yeah. Because uh, you'll be in the Super Bowl. I'll be in Vegas. I'm going to call in. It will be reversed. Ron will be sitting here next week, mm-hmm. and I'll be calling in like he does. I had no idea until just now that was happening. That's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm going to let you know how the, we plan the show, man. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. That's Pete Sweeney, the chief editor over at Arrowhead Pride Radio. This is Grant Nicholson and Dusty Likens that normally do after hours. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I don't want to be premature. I ain't having it. I'm feeling bad. I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless. That's right. Oh, man. Live in Coachella, Pete Sweeney. The gorillas, man. Yeah. Great jam. 
Would you ever go to like a concert venue like that where it's just no. outside? No. Okay. No. Maybe in my twenties. That that time is coming past. What what if I get an extra Blink One Eighty Two ticket? Would you go to that with me? Mm-hmm. That's in August, right before my birthday. Get a, you can get a, a Blink One Eighty Two ticket for me. Mm-hmm. Say it ain't so. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't. I, I would I'd get go. you everything except a Super Bowl ticket. Okay. Apparently, yeah, I don't need that. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm all set up. Do you kind of hope that you get on all these like national shows during this week, or do you kind of just like it is what it is? Like, have you been reached out yet by like McAfee or like NFL Network or? Monday morning quarterback? Uh, no. Uh, Pro Football Network is, has reached out. Uh, sometimes they'll come week of more. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I'll do them if I can. Uh, if know. I can. That's so funny. The You're are, so humbly. The Chiefs are busy in the morning. <laughs> if I can. I got, I got a lot to hey, do. Hey, it's Pat McAfee. You want to come on my show? Yeah, for sure. Hey, some other nerd will give me his uh, practice. I, I got to see if it fits in the schedule. You know what I mean? Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Tough. What's your favorite part? This is your fourth Super Bowl, right? I covered the Tampa one from my house. Because of COVID, right? Yeah, as it turned out, there was going to be no in-person interviews that year. We did it all on Zoom, and you could even log into the Zoom from KC, so it didn't make mm. sense for a lot of us to go. But uh, didn't do that one. Didn't, I've done the other two, which were ended up being wins. Uh, I'm, I'm not a huge like opening night person. There's just a lot to cover, and that's just very, very difficult when you're just a, you know, a party of one like myself. Um oh. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's just a I think what I like about it is whatever city you end up going to, like there's a very big palpable buzz for the game. And when you run into fans of either team, I mean you could just you can really feel how excited they are. And it's and it's a you know, it's a, an event. Yeah. It should be a once in a lifetime event, but it's now four times in a lifetime. <laughs> I'm kidding, it's it's cr- serious I, I know it it it's great. Uh, I mean it should be. It feels like it's I mean, wow, imagine I'm going to three games. Every time you're there, you're like, Wow, this is like really wild. I'll, you know, I don't know if I'll ever Do you then, think Cody and Gold go to the game like ah, <laughs> Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Usher's yeah. gonna be did here. Did you say I wasn't I don't remember. I did love you, Usher. Did you say you were going with them? No, dude. <laughs> no. no? Oh, They're even taking one of my shows during the oh, week. Oh wow. That's yeah, tough. Dude. I'm sorry, man. It's why would you be sorry? It is what it is. I wish you were on. You know, for your own slot. That would oh, that'd be, nice. be dope, dude. That'd be so cool. That's that. But you know what? Look, they're good. They'll they'll fill in that. Will really. you go to the Sphere inside uh, and like see like the aquarium show if they have one? Say the ticket's a hundred bucks. Would you pay for it? Well, Carrington wants to go to all these parties on the weekend. He's going to be there on the weekend. Did you know that? Yeah, he's going to be out there with this. Buddy. So uh, I'm gonna. He's got a lot of connections. Yeah, that's what he says. I don't even know how he knows. He's so got like the mayor, Nick Wright, Danny Parkins. Has a lot of connections. Yeah. Uh, high connections. Three three for three. Yep, super high. I got Dan Weinbaum. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I think the only Vegas thing I have on the, the docket right now, I, I want to play in a poker tournament on Friday because the Chiefs media ends on Thursday. So. Oh, you want to be like Phil Hellmuth out there? I'm gonna. Try, I'm gonna, not like. I'm not gonna do. You seem like that one. kind of guy if you lose. I'm in willing poker. to spend like a hundred bucks on a poker tournament. It might be fun, you know. Well, and then who knows? Might be fun. The cards cards go your way, right? You got some pocket change for the weekend. That'd be good. Mm, nice. Um, two point underdogs, man. Again, here we go. Right. You, I really don't get Vegas, right? Like this is all Vegas, right? Like you have the chiefs again in the Super Bowl, again, the underdog. And as Ron Kopp alluded to it, I think Nick Wright, uh, Carrington's guy, mm. um, who will probably also be at the Super Bowl. Also at the parade. You think he'll um, be there? Dude, he was at the last parade, like, dapping up like Kelsey. <laughs> like, he's like that guy. He's, he's there, man. Uh, yeah, and fellow, uh, fellow guy who's gone with the long hair. 
You love to see it. You do, especially when you can pull it off. I'll look like uh, Corey Matthews from Boy Meets World if I try to grow my hair. That's out. Not, I think not a good look for me. Single, not now. a good I think look. A lot of people liked Corey back nope. in the day. Now. No, they don't. I used to have it and never got any attention. Anyways, um, but uh, yet another another underdog. You would think that Vegas would see the numbers, yeah. but that just is how Vegas works. Apparently, they look at this as like a total. What I think a roster v roster. And that's how they come up with the the spread. I don't. I mean, it's it's Brock Purdy versus Mahomes, which I would think immediately, you know, you'd be like, okay, well, advantage Chiefs. Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan. Andy Reid defense versus that. I don't know, man. I just don't know how they figure out underdogs again in Vegas. Yeah, I, I, it's closer to pick them for me. But what are we talking about? We're talking about two points. You know, I, I, plus one hundred five on the money line right now for the I'm Chiefs. I'm surprised. Grant's already hammered it. Grant's hammered it. He's already hammered the Chiefs to win it. What, how many unis did we put on it? Two. Two, two big unis. Two big unis <laughs> with uh, sunshine in a bag. Yeah. Uh, good for you, Grant. I think that's a good bet. Uh, yeah, I don't know why the Chiefs are the end. It's hard to explain. I, I would actually think that they would be slightly favored the other way. Uh-huh. So if you really believe in your team, which I, you know, I know a lot of you do, you might, might want to consider the alt spread. Ooh. Like a minor minus two and a half on the Chiefs side. Ooh, I like your thinking. And you get a little bit, a little bit of that bonus juice. What's the biggest matchup going into it a week and a half out that you see for the Chiefs defense versus San Francisco's offense? Chiefs defense versus San Francisco's offense. Well, what San Francisco doing what Baltimore refused to do, which is run with your, the best part of your team, which is mm-hmm. you know the Chiefs are going up against the best running back in the league, and you know it, the defense was really good this year, but it, it did at times struggle against the run. So I. CMC taking over a game, uh, taking over a game to the point where the Chiefs start to adjust and you know play a little bit further up, uh, crowd the box a little bit, and then you know that play action type of type of deal where you see them attack mm-hmm. uh, that second level. You know if there's a liability coverage wise, it's at the linebacker position. So Kittle and you know, some of the quick things that they like to do with Debo Samuel uh, sticks out. Um, I think IU could be handled. You know I, I you know it's it's more of those other guys that that jump out to me, but. I don't know. It, as much as I say that those guys worry me, the Chiefs have the op- ultimate uh, trump card in Steve Spagnuolo. You know, I, they'll have a really sound plan. Uh, Brock Purdy's never going to be comfortable. You know, We know all these things, so that helps to diffuse these really potent weapons that San Francisco has. Still kind of staying in this same game real quick before we go to a break and come back with Yo Pete, where you can ask Pete anything. 913-586-7610. My job is over at that point. It's your your job. Text line 913-586-7610. Yo Pete at 645. Um, okay, Brock Purdy, right? We talked about that. Brock Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes. Like We go into every matchup in the playoffs, at least I hope sane and intelligent people do, and you look at the matchup of head coach versus quarterback, head head coach versus quarterback, and in every matchup in the AFC, the Chiefs have been superiorly more dominant than the opposing head coach and quarterback. I thought Josh Allen was decent. I thought Lamar Jackson played his worst game of the season, and then you look at Tua, it was like a whole other world playing in that playoff game in Kansas City in frigid temperatures this is a game where Mahomes is what three and zero versus San Francisco, and he's three and zero in Vegas' stadium, or four and zero. He hasn't lost, I think, at all when it comes to the the what these uh, terms are. You kind of got to think like, is Brock Purdy going to have to put? Is again, you look at last week, pressure was on Baltimore. 
Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's the season MVP. Lamar Jackson got the contract. Baltimore had their number one seed, home field advantage. And then here comes in strolling Patrick Mahomes. Just, I'll do what I do best, and that's win in the playoffs. Same kind of scenario, at least, I think, on that side for San Francisco. Like, Brock Purdy, like, yeah, you came back from behind twice in the playoffs. You've got your team to basically the NFC Championship game in back-to-back years, and now you're, you know, in the Super Bowl this year. Is there an immense amount of pressure on Brock Purdy? Or are we now at the Super Bowl where it's like, Mahomes gets a ring here. Mm -hmm. Then we're really talking about chasing legacies. Yeah, I I look at the last part of the season, which is usually a really good indicator of where these teams stand heading into what is the ultimate game. And if you look at Christmas Day, the Chiefs and the 49ers suffered bad losses on Christmas Day. You know, you talk about, uh, the Chiefs dropping a game to the Raiders, who you know, should have never been in a game with them, especially just considering where the Chiefs are now. And then with the 49ers, they struggled against a good Ravens team, and that was never really a game. The Ravens kind of came out and smacked them in the mouth. If you look at the games to follow, the 49ers were able to beat the Commanders 27-10 the next week. But if you remember, that game was... 13-10 at halftime. It was basically tied. It could have went either way, and then finally they kind of figured it out. The Commanders are not a talented football team, but for them to be in that game really st- stood out to me, and they didn't have to play in Week 18 because they had, they had the bye wrapped up. And then you would have thought, okay, the starters two weeks later would be fine, but there's a reasonable case. We all watched the NFC games. Like right. They should have maybe lost to Green Bay. They should have probably lost if it hadn't been for – certain things happening in the second half to the Detroit Lions. And I just think the Chiefs have played more complete. It was a big turning point for the Chiefs in that that Raiders game. They played more com- as a more complete team ever since and gained confidence as you went where, I don't know, San Fran has all the, had all these close calls. And to your point, the Chiefs have the very clear quarterback advantage, which is the number one position. So getting back to our first point, it, I don't know how – the Chiefs figure as the underdogs. I, I do think it, they should be slight favorites in the other direction. Shame. Shame. Someone who's not an underdog, but a hero dog to everybody. That's Pete Sweeney. His segment, Yo Pete and your segment, 913-586-7610. It is the AP mailbag to finish this show one week before the Super Bowl season. We got here. It's because of, uh, you know, the Chiefs winning and because of you listening. 913-586-7610. Yo Pete on the other side is the AP mailbag is next here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back here on Arrowhead Pride Radio on a Wednesday night. Coming up next, it's that betting show with Super Gold. He'll have you for all of your betting content live at the Hollywood Casino. He's there at the sports book, man. This is the biggest time of the year. You want all your advice for this big game that's coming up in a couple, you know, days where I guess more like a week and a half. You want some player props. You want some Gatorade color props. You want some national anthem props. What's the first song Usher's going to sing? Super gold. Super gold. Yep, that's what we're calling him these next week and a half. Super Gold. Yep. He's uh he's almost been in as many Super Bowls as, as Patrick Mahomes. You guys are both eligible bachelors. You know what you ought to do is What's that? go out together. Like kind of like bid as teammates. You go on a double date. So. Yeah, but I feel like we'd start having like 
too many sports discussions or like right. doing too much people watching to where people came over like, not right now, ladies. No, I, you guys can figure <laughs> it out. You guys can figure it out. Yeah. yeah I need so to because know, I'm just simply too yeah, good. If you know two eligible bachelorettes that are interested in two very successful radio hosts. Why do you keep trying to get me hitched? I look, Are I'm, you wanting somebody on like a double date with you in a really bad I just, way? I just know... That no one cares. You have some feelings to offer, uh, you know, sweet lady, and they deserve to be, they, they deserve to be shared. Oh, Every on. week, send us your questions Sorry. on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride and at Six Ten Sports KC. Now it's time for the mail. Yo, Pete from the eight one six three zero. I'm just kidding. I gotta get my actual number out. Uh, you can't force it. It's gotta fall into your lap, and you gotta believe that it's real. Uh, but real questions when it comes to the text line from the eight one six. Yo, Pete. You'll love to see it. I have to do it because you just did it to me. With Charles Aminahue injured, can we please sign the legend, the shark, Frank Clark, for the Super Bowl? Thank you, Big P, for Arrowhead Pride Radio. You're the best. Dusty, you're okay, too. Yeah, probably not going to happen. Frank Frank Clark went to Denver, was cut, went to Seattle. Same uh, ending there. Usually a sign uh, of the end. We've seen a number of Chiefs uh, go to a team or two uh, after they were pretty much done and you know, I think the writing's on the wall there. So as fun as that would be, I don't anticipate it happening. Yo, Pete from the 913, do you think the second half was by design for the Kansas City Chiefs? Yo, Pete well, from the 913. That's what Ron was alluding to uh, a bit. Just, you know, that they're more comfortable with playing that conservative game now. And why not when your defense is playing that well? I think they really established themselves okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo's winning this one. He has the... Ravens number. He's got their plan down. Why mess with a two-score lead? Ravens eventually were able to cut it to one, but you know by then, too little, too late. And uh, the kicker had, had ticked off the tight end and the quarterback so much by that point that I, mm-hmm. I think it was a, a no-brainer. Yeah. Yo, Pete, questions keep piling up. From the 7-2-0, do you think Bolton's cast on his arm has affected his play negatively and that teams are targeting him, question mark, question mark, from B. Sheep in Colorado? Yeah, I think naturally, right? Uh, it's tough enough for linebackers to catch a football. They're linebackers, but you throw a club on an arm, it's a little bit tougher. I don't know if they're intentionally targeting Bolton. I, I think what you've seen a lot is teams trying to scheme up this idea of attacking the Chiefs at that intermediate level, and so... They're going to have to be good uh, in that area of the field, especially with some of the weapons the 49ers have. But, look, they got two weeks to, mm-hmm. to install that and work on it. True, true. Yeah. From the 913, yo, Pete. yo, Pete. Lions gash the Niners on the ground. What are the chances a healthier Isaiah Pacheco runs for 150, not one, but two, two touchdowns, and Mahomes just manages the rest watching his running back Cruz to the first Super Bowl MVP by a running back since Terrell Davis. That comes from R. Mac and PV. Yeah, that's the difference in this game. The 49ers defense just looks vulnerable right mm-hmm. now, and the Chiefs offense is coming on. You know, I, I think regardless of opponent, we've seen the Chiefs dominate on defense, so that kind of has been a, a staple here. I think it, what has developed in the right way for Chiefs fans is mm. the offense coming on, and again, the Niners defense looking as bad as it's looked all year uh, in the right time, so... I like that advantage, and yeah, why not? One fifty and two for Pacheco. Put your bet in. That'd be a hell of a two. It'd be an MVP parlay. performance if you have a one fifty. You know, it'd be two. the first one since Terrell Davis. Could be. Yeah. Never know. From the four one seven, yo Dusty. So we'll punt oh. to Pete. Why has everyone forgotten about the Chiefs 
and what they did to the 49ers last when they got CMC, when our defense wasn't even one of the top defenses in the league. For the 417, yo, Pete yeah, slash yeah, Dusty. Teams are so different by the time you play them again. Wasn't that his first game and first he'd only been there like two days? 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't hate to see I, it. I don't know if there's a ton to be drawn from that, but it does help to have that under your belt. I mean, when you have the players here that were able to do that, at least it's not the first time that they're experiencing the, the power that is CMC. What a back. Mm. What a back. Okay. Yo, Pete, what percentage do you think Willie Gay will play from the 785? I mean, I, I'll tell you, I can tell you what I saw. I was in the outside the locker room in Baltimore as I watched that man with the boombox dance his way down the hall. I gotta think in fourteen. <laughs> I gotta think in fourteen days he's gonna be okay to play. All right. So oh. I'm gonna say near a hundred percent if they need it. All right. All right. All right. Yo, Pete, are you betting on the game? I don't know if you can give out that information. I mean, I'm in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't work for NFL Network. It's legal. Yeah. I might put some MVP bets in uh, in person. How many units? <laughs> you like how I did that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Depends on who you bet. Three of four from the 785. Yo, Pete, our offense has seemed to work more smoothly since Andy Reid went to the tight set and allowed the running game to open up the passing game. Do you think we will have the same game plan against those 49ers? Yeah, it's just a simplified game plan allowing the guys to work in space, and it seems like when all those reports came out about that happening, it, the Chiefs have never looked back, and so you just hope that continues for in one more game. From the 5-7-3, yo, Pete, you think McDuffie gets his first career interception in the Super Bowl, I think. What do you think? No. Okay. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> I don't think he's had an interception since two, 2020 in college. It mm. actually wasn't even his last year in college. Dang. So it, the odds are no, but who knows? Maybe this is a... The time to to change that we from saw the touchdowns right yeah. last year from Tony and Maury. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I was there. Not there, but I was. I was in you the moment. Watching? I was watching. Were you watching with Miller Lights? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's your drink of choice. Uh, the last two weekends it's been Bush Light. I did see this on the gram. I saw oh. that after the game, you got on a knee and chugged. That's been the tradition. Every AFC Championship game win, you go to a knee and chug. Last year we did it to should have been a cowboy, and we did it again this year to should have been a cowboy. All right, which is how we roll, man. Yeah, we get is. those little heart taps on Instagram. Yeah, it when is. We do yeah, yeah, I bet you do. You're probably wondering why I'm still single. That's why. No, hey, Pete from the four one seven, do you have a plaid bedspread? No, no, I'm not. I'm not in charge of that. Uh, I've lost that. There's like throw pillows. I think it's like orangish. It's fine. Not plaid though. From the nine one three, yo Pete, what do you think the odds are of Travis Kelsey getting three touchdowns and tying Jerry Rice's all time touchdown postseason record? Why not? Stop giving these people bad information to give parlay. You know these people are going to parlay that. It's the year of Kelsey. Okay. SNL, pop star girlfriend, three tutties in the in the uh, Super Bowl. Yo Pete, even with two extra weeks to recover, I'm assuming Tooney, Naughty, McKinnon, and Cook will miss the Super Bowl? Question mark from the nine one three, yo Pete, last one. Who is it? I'm out of breath. Tooney, Naughty, McKinnon, and Cook. Tooney, uh, I think yes. he'll miss. Uh, Naughty, I think will miss. McKinnon will miss. Uh, Brian Cook will miss. Yes, that is correct. All four will be out, I think. Only one who has a chance is Tooney. Uh, a, a, a far chance. I wonder if there's going to be another chance. Super Bowl where there's an octopus. That's a real thing. Look it up. You can check it out. Jalen Hurts did it last year. It's like plus 10,000. Coming up next, it is that betting show with Super Gold. Super, Super gold. gold, Alex Gold, baby. Super gold. Coming up live from the Hollywood Casino. Wow. That was Pete Sweeney. Thanks to Grant Nicholson. Thanks to R- Ron Cobb Jr. I'm Dusty Likens. This has been Arrowhead Pride Radio. Again, do nice things for people. It's cool to care. 
Stay nice and stay safe, Kansas City. See you tomorrow night. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.